Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. I've been battling allergies for years now. Let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available release sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. One of the things we teach is called hierarchy of language. It's a very mechanistic way of breaking down our language. So when you tell me things like what you just said, it makes me, makes me um, sort of fills up my convincer that I'm doing the right thing because I teach people how to chunk language so that it reaches the person they're talking to. So what you just said to me was, she has to chunk it so I can get it. That's, that's like makes my heart sing, right? Because these models empower people to get better results faster and less effort. That's it. They're not magic. They just, they just make things go quicker. It's kind of like if you understand the technology, like you said, the first couple of shows you did, you're like, oh, now you can probably walk in five minutes before, boom, set it up, boom. You're good at it. So that's what life's about. It's about becoming more efficient and effective continuously versus, like you said, at some point just becoming complacent. What's up, guys? Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershaz, and I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now, listen, The Greatness Machine is about two things. Number one, people are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world doing both of these despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews of world-class speakers and business leaders showcasing their origin story, what made them tick, what got them to where they are now, so it can help you step into your greatness within your own life, business, and career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years in entrepreneurship as a CEO to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation and messages, and I'm stoked to have you guys here. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazde, and we have the one, the only, I cannot believe this moment's happening, Gina Molokon-Long on my show. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm on something called the greatness machine. How can I say no? <laughs> I know. I was like, uh, this is like greatness on greatness on greatness. Yeah. So, 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 so stoked to have you here. Guys, let's do some housekeeping before we get started. First of all, format of the show is very simple. This is the greatness machine and we're bringing together change makers who are living their passions to create greatness in the world. And when you bring on someone whose company's name is greatness, you you are literally fucking doing that to the highest degree. So I am so pumped that we are getting to do this today. A couple of things to know about live streaming. First of all, we're live, okay? So watch a, start a watch party, ask us questions, put them in the feed. It's going to be live running on uh, at the real Darius M on Facebook, uh, as well as YouTube and all the other uh, different platforms. So just ask questions, jump in there. But Facebook is where we want people to be asking the questions because my team is reading for those comments. They'll be sending them live to Gina and myself. And so I'm telling you right now, like if I get a one-on-one -on -one with Gina, it, like my brain goes, <laughs> I can't believe I get to do that. And you guys get to ask those questions one-on-one, -on -one, which is a huge treat. So bring out the fire hose. Yes, there's going to be a massive fire hose. 
you guys, um, I'm, you know, I, I, I hate Gina. I hate reading people's bios. I like just saying what I think about oh, you. I hate when people read my bio. So we are on the same page. Boom. Then we're not going to go there. I'm going to just say this. So Gina, you are the, the, the CEO of the greatness you, but this is, this is the way I think about Gina. Like Gina, do you watch the, the TV show? Game of Thrones. I was going to say, if it wasn't a sitcom that was filmed in the 80s or 90s, probably not. But I have read the books. Okay, so you've read Game of Thrones. Right so I've so when I met Gina, I was like, um, this is literally the Red Witch. Like she's like the, <laughs> she's like the lady that comes in, and all these guys are talking about going to war, and then she just like does some magic shit. Everyone lights on fire and dissolves. So. <laughs> Like she's the Red Witch, and I swear to God, like you're the Red Witch, but like in the most amazing way possible. I don't mean that because the Red Witch is like you. You don't know if Red Witch is good or bad on the show. No, no, but, it's not. It's not explicit in the book either. Yeah, so so I you're you're the good Red Witch because I'm telling you, I like every time I'm with you, I'm like I walk away and and I'm like I don't know what just happened, and and in the best way possible. But yeah, you you like look, you're a speaker, you're an author, book thinker, sing. I love that book. Like, like every moment I get to be with you, I'm like, this is such a treat. I'm telling you right now, guests, uh, audience members, I don't even care if any of you watch this. I just want to do this for myself. This is a selfish 30 to 45 minutes of me getting to, to, to absorb Gina's greatness. So welcome to the show, Gina. Thank you for, really, thank you for having me. And, and when you say all those things, it's like, oh, you know, I'm just an ex-engineer who likes to tinker around with models. And uh, I happen to be using our mind as that mechanism uh, exploration right now. But anyway, thank you. Yeah, yeah. When you say it that way, I'm like, that's like me just saying, I'm just the guy that likes to get on camera and, right. you know, d dabble a little bit with the with the video and the lights. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> engineer of something. Yeah, I, I have a light. I have a light. You yeah, know, this, no. whole, this whole thing has provided me with an opportunity to really get on my game with respect to um broadcasting because before this i was just like i don't know no, i don't think so now right and, but the thing is and the first the, you know so i jumped right on board it, if you could have seen how uncertain everything was behind the scenes you would have died laughing but we made it like we did pretty well with it and then it only takes a couple of times and now we're experts at it right so yeah that's like anything in life right the first time's the worst and the, the key is just to push over through that uh, barrier and just to get it done. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And, and, and it's, I think I've done, this is like my 15th or 20th show now. And I feel like I'm like, I'm like riding the bike. I'm like this, I'm like, I can't believe I was falling off my bike last week. Right. And now I'm like going off jumps, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's so true. So I want to, Hey, I want to ask you like that we are in such a crazy time in the world and when I think of the work you do, first of all, can you tell our audience a little bit about the work you do, your background? I mean, there's so many amazing things about you, but can you mind giving everyone a little bit of background about what you do and how you got there and all the, and then I want to jump into like the, like the, the crazy stuff. Right. And you know, I have a prop here I could pull out maybe if we need it, but um, so here's the gist. I'm going to start in the big picture and then chunk it down a bit just to give people some context. If you gave me 10 seconds to explain myself, I would say that I am probably one of the most qualified people to talk about change. So, uh, like I wrote the, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm actually going to write the book on change, but think about it like this. In order to change anything, you have to change one thing. 
which is your mind. So that is my absolute expertise. Now, what trickles out of that are a number of executions right now. Greatness You is one of them where we actually teach coaches. So people are already coaching. We teach them tools, specific tools about the mechanics of the mind. So mechanics means the mind's a machine. And we teach them how the mind works so that they can get better results faster and with less effort with whatever is the tools that they're using. So a lot of coaches that come through our training are, you know, you may have heard of like phrases like um, scaling up three have gravitas, these business coaches or, or really high performing sport coaches. And so we teach, I would say, four very specific mechanistic models of the mind. And what does that mean? It doesn't mean the mind is a machine. It means that when we look at it like a machine, we can, we can change variables. So we teach things that help coaches learn and people learn how to understand and direct, which is the most important part, human experience, um, communication and results. And so, so it's all about um, turning these things into processes. Now that's the engineer in me, right? So we've basically turned change into an engineered process. And then some of our other executions, because it's all about humans, right? We do corporate team building, we do corporate training. Uh, I've written some books, as you know, Think or Sink, I actually wrote during the crisis of 2008. Um, and so crisis is my, I don't want to say I like it because, you know, it's kind of like everything in moderation, but crisis is my jam because a bunch of energy gets freed up from a stuck system, right. but then it has to be directed into something lest it fall backwards, right? So, but but they're really, I don't mean to be Pollyanna when I say that the opportunity is in a crisis. The opportunity is because all this energy, all this uh, uncertainty is, un, it's, it's not physical yet. So we can, we can change it quickly right yeah. so the process of change which is page 165 of thinkersync is is it if that's it for me in fact i could pull it out right here if it'll work want me to pull it out yeah let's do it let's pull it out <laughs> you know i told you i got this down oh oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah i can see it, pull it out. oh wow you're teaching today i didn't i didn't know that this is a treat oh, I already just like here it is there we go All okay right. cool. cool so now we can discuss Right, this is the process of change. And everything that changes in your life, everything must pass through this process. So, you know, quickly in a nutshell, this is basically your comfort zone, so nothing to talk about. So change doesn't start until there's a desire to change. So desire to change means you start asking questions about what you know you don't know. Um, without that, you can't have change. You only need two things for any change. And this, again, is not an inspirational speaker thing. You only need two things. You need the desire to change and you need the willingness to keep going no matter what, right? So Churchill said, when you're going through hell, keep going. So you need the desire to change. If you don't want to change, nothing's going to happen. And then you need the willingness to keep going through to the breakthrough. And everybody thinks that's it. Oh, if I could just break through, then I'd be there. Absolutely not. You can't just go until you get it right once. You must continue practicing until you can't get it wrong, period. Then it will become the dominant pattern and then the establishment of a new level, whatever that is. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if this is money, fitness, uh, relationship, personal development, learning to walk, 
it all goes through this process. So that's so, right. So yeah, so it's cool. So I, I just realized, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a person that's like not Captain Obvious, that there's two platforms, essentially, right? So you have yeah. the, and, and so that's, you're leveling up essentially. But what's funny is that hell part, right? Because I think right. that, I think a lot of people, they want to be at the second A1 or whatever. A prime, yeah. New, yeah, new yeah, I want to be at A prime. But then when, when they start feeling the flames of hell burning their feet, they're like, fuck that. Right. And they're like, I'm going to go back to sleep over here. Wake me up in 10 years. And then, and then I'm going to be like hating shit again. I'm going to want to go to a prime again. And then I'm going to, and then and I think as time goes on, people just get tired and they're like, ah, it's cool. I'm just going to be mediocre. Right. And, and you just nailed it at like some key points of my teaching. Number one, when they hit the flames of hell, I never said it like that before, but, but when they do, they try to go back to the way it was. And it's a curious thing, Churchill saying, if you're going through hell, keep going. Because if you ask the man on the street, what, what should you do if you're going through hell? They'd be like, turn and run in the other direction, man. The other thing that you nailed, which is absolutely true, is once you have hit point B and you have this desire, you can never unwant it, ever. You can not get it and you can live your life in that mediocrity, but, but the desire will always be active in your nervous system. So that's a hard place to live from. I think that's called a life of quiet desperation. Yes. Yeah, that's that's probably where that comes from because, every, you know, I, like a great example, and you've written a book, so you'll appreciate this. And I just wrote my book, my book, which you gave me the most amazing, beautiful, and I read that book in about two hours. I, I was like, uh, that was really amazing. Thank you, by the way, for that. I didn't get a thank you uh, since you wrote that, but thank you for that endorsement. It was really cool. I tell people I, I wrote a book or I'm writing, even when I was writing the book, they're like, oh, I want to write a book. I've heard that like a zillion times now. And everyone wants to write a book. And I'm like, yeah, it's no worries, man. It's just like 300 hours of your time. Like, and you got to have, and, and it'll probably be really shitty for the first half of it. And, and then the second half is you turning it from shitty to like not shitty, you know? Right. You know how I wrote my first books, The Secret of Successful Failing? By the way, that's how you get through hell. <laughs> this, like, you can't make this shit up right so like i use my own book like a like a researcher yes. so how i did it was i don't know how to write a book i'm an engineering undergrad like now i can write because i have philosophy graduate but but then i couldn't and um so one of, like a woman that i met said well you're a great speaker just talk it i'm like yeah. what so i literally record this was way before any technology just so we're clear I, I recorded it with with this coach and then she sent it off to a transcriber and then they sent it back to me and you know it was a manuscript it was a pile of crap oh. and I threw it out but I was the the seal was broken yeah, yeah. right so now I could just refine it and then and then still didn't like let it out the door until something in my life personally motivated me. And then, so I have this saying in, in my books, um, if someone doesn't want to change, okay, someone doesn't want to change, there's nothing you can do to change them. Yeah. But if someone wants to change, there's nothing you can do to stop them. Yeah. Okay? So this personal thing happened in my life, which just catapulted me past any hesitation. And then there was nothing you could have done to stop me. So when I look back at successful failing and I read it, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> right? 
but other people read it. They, they're not me. They're like, I love this. So it's my point of reference that's changed, right? But I look back and go, oh God, I would write that so differently, uh, you know, because it was so long ago. Well, that's cool though, because it does memorialize where you were at then, right? Sure. And, and and I can, I, like, I, you know, it's funny when I was laughing when you were talking about how you re recorded it. And I did the same thing with my book twice and I threw it out twice. But but to your point, the seal was broken. And I was like, and then I pounded out the writing part. And I'll put, maybe I'll look back at my book 10 years from now. I'll be like, I can't be, I believe I wrote that. But but I mean, I, I like my book. Um, and, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and supply and demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through. But then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius Mishazda here, and I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now, and let me tell you, They've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion. They stop me from fully enjoying the little things in life. Canceling plans with friends because of sudden allergy attack to missing out on an outdoor activity because of the sneezing fits. Allergies have been a real nuisance. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing and a runny nose itchy, watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I've been a Claritin D user for many, many years now, and let me tell you, it's made a world of difference. Since I started using Claritin D, my symptoms have improved dramatically. Now, I can breathe easier, enjoy outdoor activities without worrying about sneezing fits, and truly live my life without being held back by allergies. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear uses directed. I, well, I love your, you know, it's funny is like, I read a lot of people's books that, you know, are friends and 
generally speaking, I don't like their voices. Like that's just in general. And I love your voice in your book. Like, like think or sync, like I picked it up and I was, I was like, this is amazing. It's so you, and, and you have a great voice and, and you're just so like, what I admire about you is a common, you're, you're, I think like maybe this is something we have in common is this left brain, right brain combo where you're very left brain, very right brain. And you can kind of see the abstract and connect it to the process. And I, I think that's, I think that's where like we like full laser being connect because I, when I read your book, I was like, this makes so much sense. And when I hear you talk, it's like, Gina makes so much sense. So anyway, I'll quit gushing over you for a second because we'll spend the whole talk just me tell, telling the whole audience how I think you're amazing. Well, um, you know what though? Here's the thing. I had like I really appreciate that, and that's the number one comment I get, which is the book reads like I'm talking to you. Which I kind of wish the number one comment was like she's a fucking genius, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but um, but the truth is, like, so one of the mechanistic models that we teach at Great Miss is called neurolinguistic programming, which I know you're familiar with, but everybody else might not be. But basically what NLP is just a results-oriented technology. For, for lack of a, I'm not going to give you some ridiculous thing. It just helps us get in control of what Darius just said, left, right, brain, right, brain, right? So it gets control of our conscious and unconscious thinking and makes it work together better, uh, mechanistically. It's very linear. I don't know what you think NLP is, but it's not woo-woo at all. It's like the least woo-woo thing I know. However, one of the things we teach is called hierarchy of language. It's a very mechanistic way of breaking down our language. So when you tell me things like what you just said, it makes me, makes me um, sort of fills up my convincer that I'm doing the right thing because I teach people how to chunk language so that it reaches the person they're talking to. So what you just said to me was, she has to chunk it so I can get it. That's, that's like makes my heart sing, right? Because these models empower people to get better results faster and less effort. That's it. They're not magic. They just, they just make things go quicker. It's kind of like if you understand the technology, like you said, the first couple of shows you did, you're like, oh, now you can probably walk in five minutes before, boom, set it up, boom. You're good at it. So that's what life's about. It's about becoming more efficient and effective continuously versus, like you said, at some point, just becoming complacent. You know, so it's funny. We have a question. I'm going to ask it in a second, but I just want to make a comment. I think that what's happening right now, well, let me go back. I think that prior to all of like, maybe, maybe this was hundreds of years ago, what, what, during the Renaissance, when when art was really promoted, right? And I'm just guessing right now, but but this is where where I'm like this is a in my mind seems like a great uh, vision of what I'm about to say, is that there was a time when the arts were in line with the sciences, when people saw them in the same light, you yes. know, and some people still do, but many don't, right? Many are like like science, left brain, process driven, well, you know, okay. and they strip, they rip the art out of it, right? And, and so I feel like the world is kind of built on that system for the most part. But I think that the most impactful change is that, and when I see that, by the way, I see it very linearly, like processes, boom, 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 boom. And it's all holding itself up by these joints and it's strong. Art is the goo that flies between it and goes in the cracks and makes it 20 times stronger because there's nothing left, no space left, right? And so what I think- Beautiful, quite frankly. What's that? And it makes it more beautiful. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, 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 I'm talking like mechanistically right now. But I agree. With you. The, the beauty is like that output put you get from it, right? And so, 
I think what's happening right now is we've been operating in this, and by the way, I think process creates commoditization of this efficiency. And I think what's happening right now, and it kind of strips away some impact in in, in in a more abstract way of thinking about it. The impact kind of gets dissolved a little bit because the art is pulled out. And I think that what's happening right now is people are thirsting for that impact. And that's why you're seeing these things come out politically and you're seeing these things come out because I think that people are saying, I want to feel that thing that you can only feel not on the process side, but in the that abstract side. And, and what I hear, what I love about what you just said is I think NLP takes that abstract and mechanizes it in a concrete way. Yeah. Just like as, as I say values do, and as I know you believe that as well. Precisely. Well, the truth is that what drives the desire to change is your values. You, you, and your values will themselves alter as you alter, right? Things that were that you didn't even know were important will become important to you at certain ages and rites of passage. And as a culture, I mean, you individually watching this might be going through something right now, but we're also seeing it on the collective, right? We're going through and we have to remain committed to building a new system. And that's not easy. So everybody's up in angst right now because it's not the way they want it or what their comfort level it is. But let's appreciate that we're doing it. And 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 that's a big deal. And we'll find a way. We'll settle on something. And the important thing is let's try to settle on something that brings us to a new level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not back down here. Don't go, yeah, don't go backwards, right? Are you guys enjoying the show so far? Darius here. And by now you might know that I'm passionate about a few things. Pizza, pink unicorns, core values, and down dirty, interesting conversation with some amazing people. However, the biggest one that I've spent most of my career on is entrepreneurship and scale. You see, look, my first few years in business, I spent like probably a good five years of my life getting my freaking teeth kicked. I mean, really getting crushed. And I learned a lot during that time period. So I spent the greater part of the last couple of years helping entrepreneurs scale their businesses in a meaningful way without going through the same growing pains that I did. And what I realized is that CEOs and business leaders don't know if they can scale and thus they do the right thing at the wrong times. This causes them to lose clarity, lose momentum, alignment, and the bottom line is you lose money. And look, you don't have to do that. It's why I created what I call the scalability assessment. And you can access it 100% for free. That's right, guys. There are perks to listening to The Greatness Machine. All you have to do is go to DariusScale.com. That's D-A-R-I-U-S scale, S-C-A-L-E.com. And there, you can check to see if your business is set up to scale properly. It's going to give you a scalability score at the end. And it's also going to give you some clarity on what you can do next. Once again, guys, that's www.itsdariusscale.com. Once again, guys, it's DariusScale.com. And now back to the show. So we got a couple of questions. First question is, what advice can you give to someone who has made the breakthrough but needs motivation to keep going? Okay, so first of all, I don't give advice, but here's what I would do. Um, It's simple. Watch the Karate Kid. All the answers are there, okay? So once you get it right once, then it's wax on, wax off. And I don't care if that's not sexy, tough shit. That's the difference between most people, okay? The difference is most people want the quick fix. They want life to be easy. Life is simple, but it is not easy, okay? The, the difference between, between regular great and greatness, okay, is this right here. 
the slog, uh, you know, you know what to do and you do it and you repeatedly do it. Gladwell talks about it when he says 10,000 hours. They are not sexy hours, right? I met somebody on a stage once, I don't know where it was, and they were like, oh, I want to be like you. I want to just, you know, on the stage and all the spotlights and the sparkly shoes. And I was like, yeah, well, in order to do that, you have to speak in a church basement, uh, you know, to a bunch of, uh, you know, tea party, whatever. I remember when I was promoting successful failing, I was like, are you kidding? This is my audience? So 10,000 hours. But the thing is, it's true. It's maybe it's not quite, but it's pretty bang on. Like when he wrote it, I was like, 12, 20, you know what? It's about 10,000 yeah. or less. So wax on, wax off. That's my advice. Yeah. Did you see the picture right behind me down low? Do you see that one right there? No. What is that? That's a signed picture of Mr. Miyagi. That's fantastic. Well, now <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. It's my, favorite, so my favorite movie of all time. End of combo. Yeah, this is like, it only gets weirder every time I talk to you, Gina. Like, we're so connected. Welcome, welcome to our weird conversations everywhere. Yeah, she goes straight for like, yeah, I'm telling you, man, this, I'm going to go here next. Oh, the rest of the, you, yeah. you know, I teach the science of intuition. That was the, the gig I was doing before um, this happened. So I was traveling, teaching business people the science of intuition. I have figured out how to talk to business people about intuition in a way that's like wrapped up in Prada shoes, that they can hear it. But it's a science. It's just a technology. So I, I teach them the mind, the, the focus, the emotions, and the physiological state required to practice their intuitive faculty to the point where they can't get it wrong. But they got to do the practice. I can't do it. Right. And that's right. But people, you know, and that's why I think it, they got to have that desire to your point, because everyone wants to go back to sleep. I mean, well, it's understandable. But imagine if every baby who fell down trying to learn to walk just gave up. You know what we would have? Wally. <laughs> oh, okay. We got another question. Um, what techniques can you practice to use language that resonates with other people? Well, interestingly yeah. enough, so we teach this shit. In fact, we give most of it away for free at this level. Like at this level, we're like, look, we're, we give, and people always say, oh my God, how do you make money? Well, certainly not by whatever. Like, especially when the crisis hit, we put up a page called greatnessu.com slash virtual. Somewhere in there was this like free test you could take to figure out what your representational system is. Let me try to teach it in 10 seconds. Basically, people are different. So you see the world differently from other people. I know this is a big shocker. One of the mechanistic buckets we use is called representational systems, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and digital. Four buckets, Human beings are obviously far more complex than four buckets, but somehow four buckets seems to work sometimes. So here's the clincher. Visual people will use visual words like, look at me. Do you see what I'm saying? Auditory people will use auditory words. So a visual person will say, do you see what I'm saying? An auditory person will say, do you hear what I'm saying? A kinesthetic person will say the same sentiment by saying, do you feel what I'm saying? Do you feel what do you do? You, do, you, do you grasp what I'm saying? And a digital person will say, do you understand what I'm saying? They're all saying the same thing. So listening, I know shocking, to how other people speak will tell you exactly how to speak to them. Why? Not because they're better than you. That's not why. Why do you speak in someone else's language? Because it's more effective to whisper in another person's language than to shout from your own. 
That's true for obvious languages, but it's also true for the buckets. So I said representational systems, right? But it could be Myers-Briggs, it could be DISC, it could be enter any system here. Your goal is to create rapport with the other person and you do that by matching them. Yeah. So listen to their words, not their scent. Like if they say, I want a coffee, don't say, I hear what you're saying is you want a coffee. That's a great way to get punched in the face. Yeah. Right? Listen to how they speak and, and approach reality the way they approach it. Right. So if they say things like, you see what he's doing? I can't believe what I'm seeing here. This view from here is disgusting. They use all these visual words and they're dressed really nicely. They're probably visual. So whatever you want to say, just weave in words that are visual in nature as you try to explain what your sentiment. They will hear you more than if you don't. Yeah. And and like this is where this is where I'm saying Red Witch, just magic powers, because like when you start, and it's not right. This is the science of, of change to your point and how you get people, how do you affect, how do you affect efficient communication in a way? And I, efficient is probably not the right word, effective communication, right? How can I affect the most like change or, or to get what it is that uh, the outcome that I see would be best. Right. And so when you look at, and this is speaking selfishly when I'm saying, okay, well, if I, Let's say I, I'm using the techniques you're describing. Or I get trained in those techniques. Now I'm upping my game. We, we haven't even got into mindset theory, spiral dynamics, values, right? Let's say I'm- talked <laughs> about values. It's almost Right? It's like, like when you start going down those roads, right? Then it's like, wow, I'm talking to an autocrat who speaks, who wants, who's a visual learner, who has these three values they care about more than anything. How do I, how do I, how do I meet them where they're at? You use values the same way. So I just finished teaching values at the mastery level at the NLP Greatness You stuff. Just finished, like Sunday. And you use the values the same way. So in the same way that a visual person uses visual words, somebody who's who values, I don't know, community, okay, will constantly talk about community. Right. So work the word community into your communication to them, right? And, and you can approach it from how it might benefit community or, the, or how to safeguard community, whatever, or how to build community. It doesn't matter. But if you approach what you're trying to talk about through their values words, they will hear you. Right? Like your work, and you know why I love it and why I read that book so quickly is, is values are the most unconscious filter we have, period. And so before any of this can happen, it's driven by your values, period. Like there is nothing, there's nothing more unconscious that has content. Yeah. I mean, I preach it in the choir, but it's, 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 it's <laughs> what I love about this work that you're doing and the, and how I've learned from it and where I'm applying it, it, it you know, at, at the little level I have, I can't wait to do your course, but it is, is that, you know, I, I see that your work is taking these abstract ideas that are the most powerful ideas. If you could affect change in the world, that is the most powerful thing, you can do, right? Because the world needs to change. And if you can direct that change in the right way, you are affecting the most powerful change that needs to happen and taking these tools and be doing it with intentionality because where do we make our decisions, right? We're not making them based off of logic. Like, no. you, like, like 
We know this. This is this is uh, uh, what are those guys' names from um, the Undoing Project? Uh, Traversky and shoot, I'm blanking on their names. You're gonna know when I say it. But um, you know, these guys won a Nobel Prize in psychology for, for, for economics because of their work in psychology around essentially around how do people make decisions, and they don't make it out of logic. You know, we all use logical processes, but we're already committed to the outcome. Right. It's, it's our a reptilian brain where we're making decisions, right? And, and the reptilian brain doesn't have a capacity for language. So they got to feel you. I got to feel you. And the words help me get there. They're the door, but they don't, they don't walk you through it, right? And so, you know, what I love about everything you're saying, and I want to I take a second to just remind the, the, our, our audience, guys, ask questions. We got time for probably one or two more questions. And then we got we to run here. But this, the work that, you know, I talk about, the cymatics of water exercise that you showed us at GOT and the conversations you and I have about have had around get if you want to. And it was funny when I look at the image behind you, I almost think of the different resonance levels. Like I almost, that's what I just saw you say. It's like, Hey, if I want to go to the next platform, that's a different resonance. That's a different wavelength because the people up there are thinking about things differently. And I was talking to this woman, um, Fran Bitterman. I don't know if you know her. She's, yeah. she's on my page. Fran, are you out there right now? Uh, yeah, I just met her and it was like, uh, well, this is like, it'd be like you, me and her could probably sit down for like three days straight and not stop talking. Yep. Uh, and Fran's talking about Simon Sinek. And I said, hey, I want to get try to get Simon to endorse my book. And she's like, Darius, you got to meet Simon where he's at. And I just thought instantly about you, Gina. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not on his wavelength. I mean, I, I probably, I know I am in some ways, but but I'm not, I thought I visualized literally, she said those words and one split second later, I thought of you and I was like, this, this well, is- And that's based on projection. So the, the thing I always say to people is Carl Jung had this concept called perception is projection. So basically you don't see the world as it is. You see the world as you are. That's a big difference. That's how everybody does it. There's no way around it. When you're in the meat suit, that's how it works. So you have to, um, but once someone comes into your reality, the confirmation is that, that you and that person are like two tuning forks roughly on the same frequency. So if that's what you're trying to affect, then you got to do the work around changing your mind, letting go of beliefs, adopting beliefs, th this kind of work, right? That's all driven by your values. So you'll get there. And I went back to faster and with less effort like everybody will get where they're going they don't need me right this is this is stuff that they will get to we just make it go faster right, right. take less effort because we have models that work versus you figuring it out but you'll still get there and you right. will get there because as long as you keep committed to it eventually he'll just appear but it won't probably come the way you will plan it to come right. like hey can you Frank? can you connect me to simon oh let's make a meeting oh how linear is that no 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 you stay committed to it even though she tells you hey dude you're basically not on his level good luck with that and you say okay i'm gonna get there and then you'll literally run into the guy somewhere physically yeah. and you'll be like what and you'll call it magic <laughs> no, no, I, I call that Gina Mullicon speak. <laughs> like, like I, 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 I actually have that exact thought. I'm like, oh, it's just not going to happen this way. It'll happen the way you just described. And I, and it's yeah. Well, so but it is going to happen. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And 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 I bet I do know him actually a little bit, but not. It's not well enough to get him to do what I need him to do right now, which doesn't. That's a conversation for another time. Um, but 
Yeah, it's that going through hell part that you keep talking about. People don't want to go through the hell. And as long as you're okay with that, because it sucks, you know, going through hell sucks, right? You question yourself. You, are you, you like constant questioning yourself? Am I good enough? You know, it's, it's a mind fuck, right? And you got to know that that's part of it. Churchill also said, never, ever, ever give up. So that those two quotes, done. I like, I like my favorite Churchill quote is success is going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. Yes, and failure isn't fatal. Yep, exactly. Success isn't final. <laughs> uh, someone asked me, they said, Darius, if you were to able, if you could have dinner with anyone ever in the history of man, who would it be? And I said, oh, Winston Churchill and JFK. No, no question. Yeah, Absolutely. he was he was the first one that came out of my mouth. I was like, I heard he likes to booze, and I like to booze. So we get drunk together. I get to hear him just yeah, I, I, brilliant guy. I mean, there's a guy I would love to meet. So anyway, yeah. yet another yeah. thing we have in common. In um, another conversation, we could do something with the timeline, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the next show. Okay, question: If you have coworkers that absolutely see the world differently than you do. How do you meet them in the middle? Well, like, like, okay, you don't. You meet them where they are. Look, here's the thing. What do you mean if you have coworkers that, that see things differently? Okay, if you are around other humans, they see things differently. One person, five people, doesn't matter, okay? Period. So all the strife on the planet is explicable because people see the world differently. Now, let me give you a quick, I know we probably go a little bit over time, but it doesn't matter. That's okay, it's cool. So in 1954, the scientists who are trying to create the computer, Miller, Orme, Van Uxel, Priven, blah, blah, blah. They quantified a couple million bits of information available out here for the brain to process. And they were able to measure the seven plus or minus two chunks magic number, which translate to about 126 bits a second. So the brain, our most, you know, our, our most important organ in the sense of, of humans versus animals, takes 2 million bits of information and shoves it into a straw of 126 bits. That's like sucking the world's biggest milkshake through a tiny little, you know, needle straw. So 126 out of 2 million, and then your brain uses that once it's in your brain filtered, okay? So it's filtered, it's real. So it's not capital R real because we could choose different 126. Now, Darius, the work you do, Values are the filter. So yeah. that determines what you bring in. Once it's in your mind, it is, you need to get, it is as real as my iPhone, my water bottle, my earrings. It's real. Then you behave like that's real and you have no choice. Your, your behavior is constrained by that reality. Now, by virtue of this fact, and let's just say today, that number outside of us is certainly higher than 2 million. Could be 2 trillion could be two Google million, whatever. The point is our brain is still at 126. Right. And here is the truth. Everybody you come across has a slightly different 126. Some people that you come across has a massive different 126. What you need to get is they see the world as really as you do. So you have two choices, connect or reject. That's it. So if you want to connect, you have to be the more, more flexible person. So you have to put your, they say, walk a mile in a man's shoes. That's what this means. So if you want to connect, you have to fit, find out how they see the world. That's the listening part, how they do the world. And then you have to do it. 
You have to become a, you know, a chameleon. Otherwise, then you reject it, which is fine. I mean, you're entitled to your reality. They're entitled to their reality. But don't be surprised when there's conflict. Okay? That's it. In NLP, we say the person or the system with more flexibility of behavior will control the experience or the outcome. Not the, won't control like whether you get it your way, but you'll control the outcome. And if what you're trying to do is connect, there is no meeting them in the middle because they aren't as motivated by it as you are. You have to go all the way to them. Once you connect, you have more chance of them being open to what you have to say but not until you fully connect. Yeah. Oh my mic drop everybody. Mic drop. Um I'm not even going to entertain any more talking because we're going to just like ruin what was just the fucking amazing ending to this show. I wow. Yeah, I'm going to take it offline with you with some of my thoughts around this because <laughs> I don't want to ruin the show is just ending that good. Um well first of I all I do a broadcast every Monday for anybody who's like just getting started. So uh, I, I don't, you know, I just talk, I just vamp. There's yeah. No- Let me ask you. So where can everyone find you? Just, just so we, everyone knows where they can like, guys, like you're out of your stupid mind if you don't go find her, but I'm going to make it easy for you. Where do we find you? On social, it's either at Gina Mollicone, like G-I-N-A, like my name on the screen, or it's at Gina.Mollicone because I was second to the, to the game. And there's another Gina Mollicone. So on Instagram, it's Gina.Mollicone. But then the other thing, like just come to greatnessu.com and go to greatnessu.com slash virtual because that's where all the free shit is. So go. It's like free copy of Thinkorsync, free course, free everything. Everything's free right now till we remember that it's there and take it down. But we put it up in March and people are still using it. Go there. Then through there, if you really want to talk to me, email me, whatever is the link there and it'll get to me eventually. Yeah, guys. Um, and then uh, you said you were, you're doing the sh- you're doing a show once once a week. Is that what you just said? Where's that? Every Monday, more or less, around one eleven Pacific time. That's where I live. One eleven Pacific time. So if you're on the East Coast, that's four eleven. One eleven Pacific time. I do an eleven minute broadcast. As you know, Darius, that's no accident. I did it every day during the crisis and then things got really busy. So now we're just doing it. I'm calling it Mindset Mondays. Beware. I'm tinkering with the notion of changing it to Focus Fridays. But right now it's Monday, 11, 1-11 for 11 minutes, you know. Wow. That's, that's going on my, on my calendar. All on my Facebook page. If you want to go watch backwards and see if any of this shit's valuable, every video, we, we do it on Facebook because they store it for us. Yeah. So you go to Facebook, whatever dot com slash Gina Mollicone. The videos are stored in the video tab. Okay. <laughs> cool. Wow. I, I like I knew I'd feel this way at the end of the show. I just don't know how we get there. And of course I feel this way. I'm I'm my heart is filled with joy and gratitude for getting to spend time with you. Thank you so much for dropping all this knowledge. Well and thank you for a wicked start to my day. Like this is early for me. And so this is awesome. I'm like, this is great. I'm, everything gets to happen from here. And I hope we talked about values enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. My, we like no, like no, I'm not worried about like like I, I don't like, I don't need to plug that book. I'm plug it's it's getting plugged by me connect me showing the world like the my my network that doesn't know you that should know you. And like the, my, my stuff's my stuff. I'm not worried about it. This was great. I love this. And I can't wait to have you back on the show. Guys, follow us on Facebook at The Real Darius M. 
Uh, you can go to my website, www.therealdarius.com, and you can sign up for everything there and all my socials there. And like I said, um, Gina, so much gratitude. I, I love I love having you in my life, and I really appreciate everything that you, that you do. This was, uh, you know, I get interviewed a lot, but um, we could probably do like a five-hour show, and it would be riveting. Thank you for your commitment to your values, and uh, anytime, anytime. Awesome. Well, until next time, uh, guys, we'll see you later on today. We got a couple more shows and uh, thank you, Gina. Talk to you later, guys. Thanks so much. Bye, everybody. <laughs> you are listening to The Greatness Machine and that's a wrap for today. Guys, The Greatness Machine is all about two things. People who are living their passions and those who are creating greatness in the world. And we feature these messages and speakers so it can help you step into your greatness within your own life and your own business. If you love what you heard, Subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform you're tuning in from and leave us a review. We love getting reviews for the show. If the episode made you think of someone who is leveling up in their business and life, print screen it, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to learn from one another. You can also go to our website, www.thegreatnessmachine.com. That's www.thegreatnessmachine.com. And on there, you'll see special tools to help you scale your business faster show notes for the episode to help you integrate the lessons. And you will also get links that came out during the show. So on there, look, you can also grab a copy of my book, The Core Value Equation, which is a resource for helping CEOs and business leaders establish core values from their teams that don't suck. And mind you, a lot of them suck. Get access to this and more at www.thegreatnessmachine.com. With that said, you guys, look, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We out of here. See you guys next time. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.